Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's Revolution Recap, a weekly review of the New England Revolution, Major League Soccer, and the U.S. National Team on WNRI AM 1380 and streaming live on the internet at WNRI.com. Brought to you by Soccer New England Magazine and SoccerNewEngland.com. Covering the entire sport for the entire region for over 20 years. And now, Revolution Recap with your host, Sean Donahue. Welcome to Revolution Recap. I'm Sean Donahue, joined today in the studio by, with, by Soccer New England photographer Joyce Furia. A uh, busy week for the Revs. Uh, again, two games this week on Tuesday, losing 2-1 to one to Joe Public FC in the CONCACAF Champions League preliminary round, the first leg of that series. Um, and then last night, drawing 2-2 against the Los Angeles Galaxy. The Galaxy, who are a very rested team in the Revolution, yeah. of course not, and it certainly showed. Yeah, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. They've had a really crazy schedule th- this year, especially towards the end of summer. Um, and I think it showed actually in both games. The FC Joe Public, well... It was a game, <laughs> and uh, the game on Saturday night, it, 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 it was disappointing. Um, they played reasonably well. I, I think what surprised me the most was uh, I'd heard beforehand that L.A. has a great offense and a weak defense. Well, if they had such a weak defense, how come we only scored two goals? You know, I um, I, I think there were a lot of problems. I think the Revs are having problems, serious problems, because of injury. Yeah. So many people have been injured. Thank God uh, Matt Reese got, got back. I don't know if he's still hurting, but did a fabulous job. And I think speaking of that, creating chances, I think we saw on Tuesday uh, where the Rebs weren't really able to create any chances at all until maybe right. the last you know, five minutes other than the penalty kick goal that uh, Castro scored. Um, I, I actually thought that this would be a lower-scoring game. I was surprised that the Rebs were able to create the chances they did with without Steve Rawson, without Kenny Mansali, Adam Chrisman, yeah. Kelly Dubay, all of those guys out injured. Um, and then Niasi not even starting, which was a little bit surprising to me in this one. Um, but it was great to see the Rebs get that early goal. Um, and when they did, I thought they'd be able to hold on to it uh, with the defense that they had out there because their offense is really, really hurting, but their defense at the same time is pretty much fully healthy at this point. Yeah, that's true. Um, Badia work, worked in, I thought, quite well for somebody who's been here, what, two or three days? Yeah. Um, there were some miscommunications between him and uh, Michael Parkhurst. But I, from what I saw, and I, I taped it, so I looked at it again, uh, from what I saw, that that really good communication should come very quickly. Yeah. And it looked like there might have been a bit of a miscommunication with Reese there, too, on the first goal where um, yes. it looked like he might have been telling Reese to move over because he was covering down the angle and... Uh, I don't know whether Reese noticed it or not, because I think he was pointing and uh, not necessarily speaking to him, because I don't think he knows a lot of English at this point. Right. And that might have been a problem there, too. Yeah, that was... Uh, what struck me about that was when when Badia did that, it, it, I immediately thought, that guy's a professional. He knows what he wants to do. He knows what will work. Um, and he wants to communicate with Reese. But I, I, I don't think Reese did, did see it. I don't think he was really aware of what, what was going on. Let's see how they go. Well, they're going to play, play what, FC Joe Public, my favorite <laughs> soccer team. <laughs> Let's see what happens when they play them and then when they play in Columbus. Yeah, if they can't get a couple of goals on uh, that team on Tuesday, then they're, 
they're in uh, really bad shape because yeah. uh, obviously this team may have improved a bit um, from you know eight nine years ago when they played DC and Chicago and lost eight nothing and two to nothing. Um, but clearly this is a team that an MLS team, especially one of the caliber of the Revs, shouldn't have a lot of trouble beating. Um, if this league is as good as that as, as we like to think it is. Yeah, no, I I agree. Uh, I think Matt Reese will make a big difference in that game. Um, t- you know, he's the best goalkeeper in the entire league, and not that we're prejudiced, but we know he is. And Shalry, uh, Shalry had a fabulous game last night. It was really strange to see him up front. We're so used to having him in the middle, and I know he had played up front in in college, but uh, it, I can understand why. Steve Nichol put him up there, but uh, I didn't think it was a good idea. No, and it seemed like he didn't think it was such a great idea after 33 <laughs> minutes when he switched things That's back up true. and brought on Niasi and moved him back to the midfield. And then uh, that was when the Revs immediately gave up another goal where right. it looked like it was Niasi's man that he didn't get back to Mark, um, or at least he didn't know, maybe didn't know it was his man down on the left flank who, who uh, gave that pass to Donovan. To Donovan, I think it was uh, Vahanis, but I think it was going down the... The left flank there where yeah. Berniasi was, or the left flank for the Galaxy, right flank for the Revs, uh, that set up that goal. But Donovan's speed just was uh, too much for the Revs to handle. I mean, we've seen Parkhurst in the past um, do very well against Donovan, but I think part part of it was playing in this four-man back line next to Badia, who you know, obviously the communication really isn't there yet. Yes, uh, yeah, that's he right. expects it to be there yet at this point uh, and working on it. And uh, certainly on the second goal, we saw that where Donovan really sp- split between the two defenders, between Parkhurst and Badia, and really used his pace to beat them both. I, I'm not a great Donovan fan, but uh, I think he played a, a great game, and that particular second goal of his was very impressive, as you say, the way he split the defense. I think if this, if this happened a week, maybe two weeks down the road, when the defense had a chance to really gel, when Diaz really comfortable with Parkhurst, maybe maybe he wouldn't be able to beat him, because I was... Pretty well impressed with Badia. It's hard to tell. He's just gotten there. He doesn't know the guys yet, and but he he looks like a real professional to me. So, and it seems like the Revs could have been down a couple of more goals early on too, if not for Reese, uh, as you mentioned, came back in this game, made a couple of big saves, and Edson Buttle, um, one of which uh, a great pass from David Beckham from I think a 40, 50 yards out, right. a pinpoint pass found Edson Buttle. Buttle got in alone in the box, and Reese came out and somehow managed to fake him out where it looked like Buttle was trying to chip Reese but didn't get enough on it and saved it there. So uh, Reese really played a great game after coming back from injury. Didn't really show any signs. Um, no, he looked fine. Injury, yeah. He looked fine, yeah. And it was it was great to see, too. And then um, it was also good to see Twelman getting on the scoreboard and Shari Joseph scoring a goal from the run of play. We see him score a lot on the free kicks, but right. uh, that was a very good goal. And it was also interesting to see Parkhurst actually cross midfield. <laughs> To set him up with that. Try, try it for another one of those. It was a great through pass, too, yeah. to, to Joseph to to uh, set him up for that goal. So uh, it was actually a better offensive performance, a much better offensive performance than what we saw on Tuesday. Oh, that yeah. was good to see. Um, and I think that Badia is going to be a great player for the Revs. I think we saw some good signs there. Uh, we also got some chances to hear from Steve Nichol after the match, and uh, we can actually play his thoughts on the game and what he thought of Badia's performance. Yeah. Are you satisfied with the result? I think we have to be. You know, I mean, clearly, clearly, you can see the difference in the in the one team that's been doing six thousand miles the last week and one team that's been resting. I mean, you can see the sharpness in their play that we that we didn't have, and, and frankly, we're never going to be able to do that with 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 what we've been doing. So I, we should be happy, but at the same time, 
I think if uh, I think if there was a trophy for balls, the other team would win it hands down. I mean, the way the guys come back, you know, there's one team hanging on at the end, which is incredible when you think of what we've been doing. So, I mean, we're, we're proud of our team, absolute big time, um, and we keep going. Talk about the opening stages there. It seemed like, I mean, you, you had Shalry in kind of an unfamiliar position. It seemed like you guys really struggled to kind of figure out what was going on there for a while. Was it obvious? Yeah, we struggled. You know, we got we got one fit striker at the club. So, you know, you're going to have to be, we're going to have to find ways of, of, of trying to get, get another guy up there. Um, and we tried that. Obviously didn't work. Um, so we changed it. You know, we, we gave it enough time to see whether it would, it would click and it, it didn't. So we changed it. Um, what was that? We changed it. We ended up with two guys up top. Um. Yeah, other than getting a silly booking. Um, you know, he's, he's shown some maturity. Um, you know, we told him at half time they had to be careful, and and he, he did his work without being spectacular, but without being getting himself in a in a place where he might get booked again. So he's he was solid tonight. What do you think of how um, Parkhurst and Badia worked in the in the centre of defence? It seemed like I mean they did all right considering the fact that they yeah I mean they've been flung together. Um, I think you see you see what Badia's made of again. You know he's he's joined the right group. You know the guys the guy wants to win the game. You see him at the end. Um, absolutely looks like one of us and uh, we're delighted to have him we think he's going to be a great player for us How different was this LA team compared to the last time you played him? It's, it's tough to say you know obviously the, with Bruce coming in it gives him a spark um, but the, 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 the conditions which we're playing under are different you know we were fresh as a daisy when we played them uh, and we passed the ball well we had, we had the zip in our passes the first time we played them the way they did tonight uh, so you know they, they were tough to handle they passed the ball well. They were a bit of passing than we were, uh, but there was good reasons behind us uh, struggling in that department. And again, that was Revolution head coach Steve Nickel on um, last night's match against the Los Angeles Galaxy, in which the Revs came out to an early lead and then gave up two goals to Donovan uh, before Joseph tied it back up. Um, it was it was good good to see that the Revs were able to come back from that. Um, certainly, some defensive lapses in that game, but uh, at the same time, I think this was certainly an improvement from what we've seen on Tuesday, or even what we saw in Toronto, I think, and a match that the refs should be able to build upon um, with, with how things were going, especially with some guys probably to come back. Uh, you know, Ralston was a game-day decision, so uh, a good chance he might play on Tuesday. Um, Kenny Mansali, it sounded like two weeks ago that he was going to be ready um, in about a week, and he still isn't ready, so uh, it'll be interesting to see which guys become available in these next couple of weeks, because the refs, as Nichols said, certainly could use a second forward to be healthy. Yeah, that's true. What's the story on Dubé? Uh, Dubé is out, I believe, um, as of the last word was six to eight weeks, and that was, um, I think, about two weeks ago when Nichols said that. Ouch. So yeah. sounds like he's going to be out for a while. But Mansali should be back soon. I'm not sure the story with Chrisman. I, he's had this toe injury that's been bothering him all season. Uh, and then he got an injection, and then he was out for a little bit, and then they came back. I think they might have possibly rushed him back too soon because of how the other injuries they had it for. Yeah. I know he was playing a lot because of that when. Uh, he told me that it would have been probably been resting if uh, if and Sally Dubé and Twelman had all been healthy, as opposed to you know playing so many games early on. Uh, but again, he'd been playing well even with that toe injury, uh, but playing through pain. So it should be interesting to see how far, how long he's out. Um, but no no real word on that as of yet. Um, but again, the Revs do have a very busy schedule coming up, so no time to to you know wait for these guys to heal to get these results. They need to get a win on Tuesday if they're going to advance um, in the Champions League. 
Um, but some of these guys have been stepping up. I thought Connell Smith played a pretty good game against the Galaxy. Um, did a good job against Beckham. Got in a little bit of a tussle there. <laughs> um, and we actually did get to talk to him after the game and hear his thoughts on that incident and um, what he saw on that uh, good cross to set up Twelman for the Revs' first goal. Yeah, I was I was a Manchester United fan, so I'm like, yeah, actually, yeah, I'm a little disappointed in him because mm-hmm. I never try to elbow him intentionally. You know, I ain't the type of person. So. Was it good to play against him? Or, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's a good player. He's still got it. You know, technically, you saw he didn't give the ball away. A lot of his passes were on the money, but I guess it seemed like he was frustrated with his teammates until like, I heard him mm-hmm. telling them off a good bit. What did you see on that uh, assist to Twarman on the first goal? I mean, I just tell him. I tell him all the time. It's just like Shaq, you know. You just gotta put it up in the air somewhere where he can get it, and he and slam it. So you know, that's all. That's all I try to do, and then he did it. That was all him. I just put it in a good area for him to go get it. What are your thoughts going forward into the uh, game on Tuesday? I mean, obviously we gotta win. We gotta win. Well, one off and away goes count double. So I mean. I think we'll do it, but, you know, guys are tired, but now people are hurting, so, I mean, I don't know if MLS squads are built for this type of schedule right now, especially us, you know, we're like, got one fit forward right now, so we got to play everybody else fit forward, so it's tough, but we got to pull through, we can't make excuses, it's there, so we just got to go do it, and we got to get into the group stages of this tournament, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, uh, that goal, the away goal helps, and you guys are... Yeah, I mean, I was, I was watching, I was watching in the game, and that away goal was huge, I mean, I was a little worried having to come back and beat them by two, but, I mean, to beat them by one is, is much more feasible, definitely. Again, that was a Revolution midfielder, Kano Smith, who uh, also saw some time at forward in this game uh, later on after setting up Twelman, uh, when the Revs reshuffled the lineup um, to bring on Niasi and move Joseph back, Smith moved up to forward, although at times it seemed like Buzz Thompson was playing at forward and they were you know, switching off a bit. Yeah, I, I think, un- unfortunately, I think Wells Thompson has, has proved to be, a, to put it mildly, a bit of a disappointment. I don't think he played well on Saturday. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, and he was their top draft pick in 2007. And Steve and the rest of the guys usually make some pretty good picks. They're not always going to work out. But I think Wells is way underperforming. I, I don't know if he'll get any better. I wouldn't even bet on him being there next year. Not that I have any, have any inside information, of course, but, uh, I, yeah, I, he, he missed an open net. How can you miss an open net? And he was reasonably, I don't remember how far out he was, but it wasn't it far. like about eight yards, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, a, admittedly, it was a fast ball, but any professional soccer player should be able to get that he on should, target. Yeah. He should have been able to. And the other guy that I was a little, uh, wondering about was uh, Joe Germanese because I thought he provided a great spark off the bench, uh, one of the few bright spots in the Revs game on Tuesday against Joe Public. Right, yes. And he's also in the Open Cup. He scored a goal. He scored a, a good goal. Um, in the reserve, the last Revs reserve game, he scored a great goal where he dribbled the ball all the way from midfield and then chipped it over the keeper. Um, he's been a guy that's uh, that's impressed me um, from watching the, the, the reserve games I've seen uh, and in limited action for the first team. Uh, and a guy that, especially when the Reds are so low on attackers, I was a little surprised not to see him even on the bench for this match, and it seemed like late in the game he was a guy that probably could have used. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And I think, um, I'm not a great Castro fan, but I was glad to see when it, he was put in. I wish it had been sooner. Yeah, I, I agree with you there, too, because uh, especially with that lineup the Reds had out, Castro is a guy who, uh, at the very least, is great at helping the Reds keep possession. Um, and right. Steve Rawson, of course, another guy who does that for the Reds, he wasn't there. Um, and Joseph, when he was playing up top, uh, that left the Revs midfield with their three best guys 
um, at holding the ball, uh, not there. Right. Um, so I was a little surprised to see that as well. Um, and that Niasi didn't start. I mean, Niasi didn't put in a, a great performance on Tuesday, but I think that was more of a factor that uh, a lot of these guys in Joe Public could almost match his speed, which is not the case for the Galaxy or really any yeah. any team in MLS from what we've seen. Yeah, I I, I do have to say this about uh, the Galaxy. Uh, first of all, well, first of all, I thought the refereeing was atrocious, but I also thought the Galaxy played a fairly dirty game, uh, and I. And, I told you I did watch it on the tape, and I, you know, slowed it down to frame by frame in some places. And I can't remember all of them, but, you know, there were hands in the wrong place, an elbow, uh, holding, all kinds of things, and the referees simply let it go. Now, they're probably telling the referees, you know, let them play. The trouble with that is they lose control of the game. And uh, there was frustration, you could tell, on, on, on the part of both teams with the refereeing. Yeah. At least he was equally bad with both teams. Yeah, it's, it was extremely inconsistent both ways. I, oh, my no, gosh. No question about that. There were clear throw-ins for the Revs that were coming to the Galaxy, and the, the opposite was true as well. So uh, definitely not a, a great officiated game. But at the same time, I don't think you can say the, the Revs decided this one, which is at least the, the one good thing no. to come out of it. Yeah. Um, I was As far as the, the dirtiness of the Galaxy, I was surprised by Eddie Lewis and some of the things... Uh, he was doing, especially when Wells Thompson, he was taken down early and kind of lashed out at him there before Wells Thompson retaliated. Oh, yeah. Um, that's yeah, not, that's, especially Lewis in his debut, that's not something that I usually associate with Eddie Lewis from the time seeing him play for the national team and over in England. So that was a bit surprising to me there. Uh, and I, it seemed like Beckham might have kicked um, Connor Smith before there was the uh, the elbow incident there as well. Um, so I- interesting to see them playing that way. I, also, I did think they looked a lot better than what we've seen the Galaxy in the past. Um, actually played pretty well under Bruce Arena. The defense looked a lot more organized than um, we've seen from them in the past, despite uh, not really being a, the, no, no real stars in the Galaxy defensive line. Um, but a, a very solid midfield from the Galaxy and a, g- a great attack, and I think this is a team that should be doing a lot better than they are. Well, you know, was a, there's still a bit of the season left. Uh, what are they, down in fourth? Fifth I think they're in out. fifth in the, in the West. And in now, the West. And now they have a goalkeeper with a broken finger and a, a backup that has uh, saw his first action in the second half of the, <laughs> the right. game last night. So that's certainly not going to help their, their yeah. cause. Uh, but I, I did want to bring up another fact that I had kind of overlooked, but I, I believe uh, Brad Feldman brought up on the Brad broadcast uh, of the game is that uh, Arjenas Fernandez scored for uh, Deportiva Alajuelense. Uh, in the Costa Rican League, actually, this was a Champions League game against Puerto Rico. They scored their lone goal. Uh, that's certainly good to see for the Revs and good for his development, uh, especially when the Revs are so low on forward. You almost have to wonder uh, why the Revs haven't really thought about bringing it back. I'm sure they have thought about it, or yeah. but why they haven't uh, possibly done that with the, the injuries mounting up. I mean, for his long-term development, um, when these guys get back, it's probably better to have him down there. But at the same time, is he a guy that could help the Revs? Uh, it didn't look so great in his, couple, in his first couple of games. Uh, and it's only a couple games that he played for the team, but it, se- it seems like they actually you know, put some money into getting him uh, surprised that maybe he's not coming back. Yeah, I, I was very pleased to hear that he did score. And, and I, I, like you, he's he's got potential. Whether he'll fit in, I don't know. When, we, when they're healthy, we have uh, several pretty good forwards. But unfortunately, we, right now we got three of them out. And that's a big hole. Big hole. I don't think any... I don't think any team would be doing too well with three of their <laughs> no. top forwards out. Uh, and the, uh, the Revs certainly look like they have good depth, but you can't expect uh, your, your three of your four forwards to go out injured. So 
Uh, it should be interesting to see there. But Twelman, of course, the lone forward, is is out there and producing. Um, we also got to hear from him and his thoughts on the game and the performance and going forward. Uh, I believe the that the end of the match, he received five stitches from uh, that injury after the match. Oh, was that what it was? And, and that yeah. was why he was the last player out of the locker room, one of the, the lone guys there uh, while people were waiting for for Beckham to come out for the press conference. But I I, I think what actually happened was uh, five stitches for Twelman. So... Uh, not 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 a great uh, ending after he scored that great goal to, to get punched in the face, but uh, at least Cronin came off <laughs> came off pretty bad from it too. With a, yeah, a worse finger. worse than Twelman. But we do have uh, Twelman's comments and what he saw in that game. I uh, just saw Kano play a good ball into the box, and uh, I just wanted to get my head onto it, and fortunately I did. What happened uh, afterwards with the collision uh, with the keeper? I don't know. I mean he. Broke his, he punched me in the face and he broke his hand. So, I'm sure it's probably what were your thoughts on the performance tonight? Uh, yeah. Disappointed not to get the full three points. Yeah, but we didn't play particularly well early on, and uh, it's good we got a result. Was that a factor of uh, all the travel you guys have been doing? Of course. I mean, it's uh, it's absurd to think that we could have our legs after uh, traveling the way we are. So, we're just giving it our best shot, but it's kind of ridiculous with all the traveling we're doing. And uh, you got another game coming up on Tuesday. What are your thoughts heading into that game and you know what this team needs to do to get a result? Just worried about getting a good night's sleep. Yeah, that was uh, Revolution striker Taylor Twelman who scored the uh, opening goal in this match. Um, talking about the ridiculous schedule the Revs have, uh, should they win on Tuesday, um, it's not going to get any easier for them. Yeah, that's uh, looking right. At the upcoming schedule, this would add another game September 17th, um, and, and then as well September 24th, and then another one on September 30th. Um, and then these are all group stage games. Then another one October 8th, um, and then another October 21st and October 28th. So that's six more midweek games. Um, a lot of them involving extensive, extensive travel to, to Mexico or Central America or uh, Canada, uh, depending on who wins some of these games. But uh, if the Revs advance, they're going to have quite the schedule coming up. Yeah, well, hopefully they'll do much better against uh, Joe Public. This week, yeah, certainly, uh, hope and so. they they should, and um, yeah, yeah I want to see them advance, but I I do think this this kind of scheduling is kind of ridiculous. I mean, players need rest between games. You know, playing a game on on, on one day, and then having to hop on a plane and fly, goodness knows how, and then get off and play another game. That's not good. Yeah, it's not good at all. And we asked we asked Joseph about this too after the game uh, and his thoughts, and um, certainly the. The long flights that the team has been having don't don't help at all. And right. when you look at some of the European schedules, and they play uh, a lot of maybe weeks as, as week games as well. But uh, looking at England, you know, seeing Manchester United play Chelsea uh, and all the teams throughout England, that's a n- n- not cannot be compared to seeing the Revs play the Galaxy or really any other team in MLS, just about with the exception of maybe New York, uh, and, and then going away to these Central American nations um, and and. Uh, oh, abs- absolutely, yeah. Where, uh, yes, these teams in Europe do play Champions League games that are away and you know, quite some distance, but that's the rarity more than the, the norm, which it is for these teams in, in MLS. But we do have uh, Joseph's comments on the Revs match last night and his thoughts looking forward to this game on Tuesday. It, it seemed like they were just lining up at the top of the box and holding that position. You didn't, you guys couldn't really penetrate like until kind of Taylor got in there and got that goal. Uh, yeah, Taylor was huge for us tonight again. He and Kano Smith kind of did well to get that ball in the box. And Taylor is always brave. He's one of the best goal scorers in the league. And he puts his head anywhere and 
Cano played a great ball for him and the Steelers twelve man goal, he put his head on it and he got us the lead early in the game. First league goal of the year for you too. Uh I mean what happened on that goal? Uh, Michael just played me a great ball. I mean, I was in midfield and the guy was just staring at me. I just drifted off his shoulder. Michael saw me. He played me a great ball. I take my touch away from the defender. I found space. I carried it a little bit and then I just slotted near, to the, near post on the goalkeeper. Can you talk about Padilla's performance? Uh, he was good, man. Other than the true ball that, that he got beaten, he and Parker's got beaten and uh, he was outstanding for us. It's good that we got a guy that come in and brings so much energy and brings that kind of quality that we need on the team right now going into the playoff and hopefully he continues to play like that. What are you looking for on Tuesday and uh, that game? Oh, a win, without a doubt. A win. It's 2-1. We got one away goal and to play a Trinidadian team on. With three days rest, we know it's going to be hard, but we know we're at home and we definitely want to get move on to the next stage in the, in the Champions Cup. At least you don't have to travel, right? Yeah, that's true. And our travel itinerary hasn't been good or favorable to all of us. We've been laying over for six hours and it's really frustrating that we can't get a straight flight. So so are you happy with the result tonight given how much you've traveled in the last week? No, nah, definitely not happy at home. We always won three points. I mean, being 2-1 down to be coming back up to get an equalizer, it felt great. But at the end of the day, we thought we should have had three points tonight. Got a new website coming out? <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 my charlyjoseph.com, as you can see. Um, get on there and start to do some, start to do something with that. You know how it is. You know how it is, Robbie. I'm trying to do something for myself and promote the kids. So, you know. Again, that was uh, Revolution midfielder Shari Joseph who scored the uh, game tying goal last night. Uh, also talked a little bit about his his website. I noticed he had a uh, new new charlyjoseph.com shirt that he was sporting at the end of the game. So I guess you can join the list of. Uh, Revs and former Revs who have had websites that, as far as I know, includes Clint Dempsey and not a lot else. Uh, Clint Dempsey's <laughs> website I don't think exists anymore, but he did have one was with the Revs. So, yeah, keep an eye on that and see what happens with uh, Joseph's website and uh, his his blog there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we we did get to talk to a few more people after the game that I want to get to because uh, we do want to have uh, Midnight Riders president Monty Rodriguez on a little bit later in the show. We also heard from Bruce Arena, got the opposition view. Uh, and he, he talked. He was very impressed with Twelman going for that header. It's always interesting to hear Bruce Arena praising Twelman and all the praise that he gives him uh, since not selecting him for the World Cup roster in 2006. And, and since then, as a commentator and as a coach, all the praise that he seems to give Twelman as much as possible from these games. But we do have uh, Arena's comments and what he thought of the match. Well, uh, first of all, I think it was a good game for... Uh uh, for both teams, I think we played real well in the first half, and uh, you know, give Taylor Twelman a lot of credit. He, uh, you know, he, he stuck his nose on a, on a play where most forwards wouldn't get near the ball, and I think uh, Steve might have been uh, uh, a split second late, and, and give Taylor a lot of credit for finishing off. And I think thought it was a half where we played extremely well, and uh, being even in half was uh, well deserved. I thought in the second half, uh, New England being the team that they are. You know they, they they shifted things and and had a good 20 minutes of that second half and you know I'm still pleased with the result and 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 the way we played because uh, you know our team over the last uh, two months or so has not played well and tonight uh, we saw more evidence of a of a team and 
and obviously the quality of some of our individuals that we need to perform at this stage. And I thought obviously landing Donovan's two goals is great. Uh, a little unfortunate with the injury with Cronin. He, uh, I think he broke his finger on that play with Taylor. And uh, it's good to see the young man, uh, Josh Wicks, his first game in MLS was uh, pretty solid. Uh, obviously, we have a way, a way to go. We, we came into this game with, with a lot of players injured that we left back in L.A., which kind of handcuffed me a little bit with being able to make some changes in the second half. And uh, But give give the Revolution credit. Uh, they're a good team, and they they played well tonight uh, also. So overall, a performance that I think has improved uh, on our part, and certainly uh, we're disappointed with only a point, but uh, I think all things considered, it's a fair result. Great. How much of this is a result, or this result can you build from going forward, and how hard is it that you're going to be losing guys again for international duty? Well, it's difficult. We'll lose four players. Uh, we're going to lose uh, Beckham, Donovan, Lewis, and Yazik. Uh, uh, so it, that's not easy. Uh, but we're going to we're going to do our best, and we're going to hopefully have a good week of training and be ready to play Salt Lake on Saturday. But uh, you know, this time of year, it's tough to obviously get any kind of continuity and consistency in your team when you have a limited number of games remaining and and you have an international uh, uh, calendar that impacts our team. But, uh, you know, we're going to give it our best effort to try to win some games. Talk about how Eddie settled into the team tonight and your thoughts on his performance. Eddie Lewis. Yeah. I, I thought he played extremely well. Uh, when Vanny went out, uh, we were caught a little bit. And I know Eddie has some experience uh, playing in the central part of midfield, but he was out of gas, and uh, Shelly Joseph did well to, to lose him for that goal. But I thought his performance is real good. We knew he wasn't going to be able to play 90 minutes, and we probably uh, asked him to play more than he should have tonight. But uh, we were a little bit caught when we had to make the, the change at halftime for the goalkeeper, and then uh, there was the issue with Greg Vanny as well. So uh, overall, though, I thought Eddie, Eddie played very well. What went into putting Vanny in that spot, I guess, to start the game? Is that a spot he played in before? He's a good player. I think it's a, it's a good position for him. He's, uh, he's a good passer. He gives us a little bit of a physical presence in, in that position. And I think with the two young players behind them that have some pace, it's a, it, it's a, a better combination for us. Again, that was Galaxy head coach Bruce Arena, who just took over the team uh, a week or two ago now um, from Ruud Hewitt, um, the Dutch coach who had been who had been the Galaxy's coach for most of the year and hadn't had much success. Uh, Arena wasn't really able to turn around the New York Red Bulls fortune, so it'll be interesting to see if we can do it with the Galaxy and how much time they're going to give him after the, the limited time they seem to give every other coach who comes in there. Yeah, that's a very good point. I had uh, I wasn't too familiar with Ruud beyond the fact that. Uh, a friend of mine who loves Dutch football said he was an absolutely terrific player and he was a terrific coach. So I was surprised that he just a different style, I guess, in, in MLS. He just didn't didn't mesh with it. Um, I wish Arena well. I mean, not too well, but <laughs> but the Galaxy has, has has been for all the money they spend. And for some of the players they've had, they've got, they've got Donovan, they've got um, Beckham, uh, Eds, Edson Buttle up front. Yeah, they should be doing a lot better than they are. They really should. And now they basically don't have much of a goalkeeper. <laughs> and they don't have a terrific back line. So. Well, it, it doesn't help when you have a bad back line. And you have they had a guy in Joe Cannon that uh, at times was, was able to save a very poor Colorado back line in the 
uh, not not recently, but a while back, uh, and got rid of him. And now they had Steve Cronin, who not a lot of MLS experience going into the season, a lot of first yeah. team experience, and now he's out injured. So uh, n- not good luck there. But uh, I, I don't think the Galaxy did enough in the off season to address their their issues in the back line, and that's the real issue here. They brought in some great offensive players. Obviously, Eddie Lewis, the new addition. Um, having him on the left wing and Beckham on the right wing has got to be plenty of service for their forwards, but uh, defense has a lot of young guys, a lot of guys you know, playing a, a bit out of position. I think Sean Franklin was a, a right back usually, and now he's been playing center back. Not, not looking bad doing it, but uh, a lot of inexperienced guys back there, and uh, as to be expected that they they haven't done that well defensively. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. I, and I, I, don't, I don't even know. Do you think they'll make the playoffs this year even? Uh, if Bruce Arena can turn things around, uh, maybe. But I, I don't. I think that the defense did certainly look better against the Revs last night. But again, it was a weak Revs offense. They still That's gave right. up two yeah. goals. Um, so the Western Conference is, is very poor this year. And the Galaxy are still certainly in the hunt uh, because of how poor the Western Conference is. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see them make the playoffs, but uh, I, I would guess that they they wouldn't unless something you know changes. Yeah, well, uh, Arena's new to the team. Um, he's got the off season to try to rebuild, and he's smart enough and savvy enough to know what they need. Uh, and they certainly have the money to pay them. Yeah. So you know, we'll see. But I don't I don't think he's going to. I would not. I would be surprised if they made the playoffs yeah, it's, this it's year. An, they certainly have issues with salary cap when they have to give, get rid of a guy like Carlos Ruiz, who is a great scorer in MLS, right. to bring in Eddie Lewis. Uh, you know, just got to think that maybe they maybe more focus on the defense and less on keep adding to the offense uh, or changing changing things around. The offense might be good. Of course, Eddie Lewis can play left back, um, but I don't really think he's the answer to solving the Galaxy's back line if that if that's their intentions. And I don't think that is their intentions based yeah. on what we saw last night. Uh, we also did talk to David Beckham last night, though, and heard uh, his comments in the post-game press conference. Uh, he he thinks that the, the Galaxy do have a team that can turn things around, and that you know it's just you know changing tactics and getting things right, uh, and not bringing in more guys to to fix this team. It was um, it was a good game of soccer, I think, tonight. Both teams played some um, some some good plays. Um, we you know we uh, we knew it was going to be a tough game. We knew coming here is always uh, a difficult uh, opponent to come up against, but overall, I think um, we played some good. You know, we can play some good football ourselves as a team, and we stuck together as a team. So, um, you know, we'll take the draw, but uh, we felt that we deserved the win. But I'm biased. Can you talk about your little battle there with Kano Smith? Um, I just wasn't expected to get hit round the head. <laughs> I think that's why. I reacted, um, but no, you know it happens in it happens in games. You know it's part of it's part of soccer. Um, you get on with it. It's, it's a man's game, um, so you enjoy the challenge. How would you assess your uh, teammate Lane Diamond's play? Two goals. Uh, just give me just give me some information of what you, how you thought he played today. Um, well, everybody knows London's a great goal scorer. You know, it's what he does. It's what he's done his whole career. Um, it's what he'll carry on doing because he's he's very talented. And if you give him the ball in the right places, you know, he'll score um, 90, 99% of the times. And tonight was a good night for him because he had two chances and uh, he put them both away. So um, disappointed not to win the game off them them two goals. But, uh, you know, he's, he's a great player. Can you talk about the relative importance of the CONCACAF and Super League tournaments and conflicts with the regular season schedules? Um, I, I, I think it's, uh, I think any game of soccer, any tournament is is good for 
um, the sport in in the US because it raises awareness for for um, for the for the people for the fans um, and it gives good experience for for the teams and the players that are involved in it. So, you know, I went through a season in '99 where we was involved in every competition and we ended up winning every competition. And as tired as people think you are, um, you love being involved in them games and you love being involved in competitions. So, um, I don't think you'll get any player complaining about that. How important was this result for you guys? I mean, it's been a tough couple of months, and you know, to go out and kind of put that sort of performance out on the field. Yeah, I think that was a pleasing thing um, tonight. I think the performance and and the way the team came together as a as a team, and it's been. You know, it's been it has been tough over the last few months, um, and another draw tonight. You know, but um, no, I, I think we've had a really good week of training. You know, we've worked hard. Um, we've worked on I think a few things that needed to be worked on, um, and tonight was a was a very good performance. You know, we was I'm sure people expect us to come here and and get beat. So um, you know, overall, we've we've got to be happy with going away with the draw, and, and also felt that we uh, we should have had all the points. David, I was curious uh, when you go back to England and um, players over there, they must ask you, well, what's it like out there? What's the league like? What do you tell them? I mean, how do you characterise the game here, and what do you tell them um, about American soccer? I've always been very positive about. You know, um, when when players and people and friends and family have asked me about what it's like playing in the MLS, you know, I'm very positive about it because uh, I do see, you know, the level is is higher than people, you know, talk to me about over there. You know, they don't expect it to be difficult. They expect it to be easy games, but th- th- there is no easy game. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm very positive about it. So the attendance tonight was uh, above 39,000. I don't think the Reds have drawn more than 20. 20- in any home game this season that was a single game night. So, I mean, are you ever surprised the sort of attendance that you can draw? Um... I'm always surprised at the attendances that that came come to games and come to watch the Galaxy, you know, because it's uh, you know it's a sport that's growing. Um, so tonight was was a special night, you know. We was a couple of the players were mentioning it in there, you know. It was a it was a great atmosphere to play in, you know. It's a it's a it's a great you know sporting sporting arena, um, and it's nice to play in front of so many fans. So it's uh, thank you for them for for turning out and and hope they do it every time. You know we play here because it's you know it makes you makes you feel good and it makes you want to play better. How much of this is a result that you can build on moving forward? I think that's one of the things that we've just spoke about in there. You know these this last week has been a week of training hard and and doing things that that we should be doing. Um, and tonight is the first step of of getting us back on on the right road. Um, and you know we've I've always said that we've got the right players and they've got the right team. You know it's just a case of getting the confidence and you know that that level up. Um, and tonight was a was a step forward without a doubt. You know a few steps forward because I think as a team we stuck together and we haven't had that for a few months. So that that was the pleasing part. Are you sick of sitting on aeroplanes? Um, no, I don't mind. I don't mind. If it means uh, playing for my country, then I don't care where I, where I fly and how many times I fly, you know, as long as I'm, I'm involved. Um, 
people always ask me the same question is is it tiring no it's not because travel's very good these days so it's uh i sleep all the way and uh get my rest in eat, eat well and and drink well and um I'm, I'm ready for the games do you find it strange that this league plays on international fixture dates and is, do you wish that would change I do wish that that would change. I think um, it needs to be looked at because you know I think it's tough for for teams around the league to lose players at important times. Um, and you know every other league in the world in in the world you know caters for that. Um, I think it, it does need to be looked at, but um, it's, it's not down to me. That was David Beckham um, on Saturday's game and on MLS in general. It's some interesting comments there about uh, travel and. Uh, about the, the league's quality, it's always good to hear uh, him speak highly of the league um, and, and MLS, and uh, as well as listening to his experience about these competitions. But I do think it's a bit different for the Revs and the schedule that he was in, because as we said, the, the travel is a lot lighter and uh, for these European leagues than it is for MLS. Yeah, and I'm sure he he at least travels first class. Um, yeah, I, I I must say, I have been impressed with Beckham more than I thought I would. I always knew he was a terrific player. Nothing to take away, but it's whole attitude about playing in MLS and what he's the work he's doing with kids I I give him a lot of credit for that he doesn't have to he could sit back on his laurels and his money it's also nice to see one player drawing nearly 40,000 fans yes to that too, too. Uh, we do have to take a quick break here and then we'll be back and talk to uh, Monty Rodriguez the president of the Revolution Supporters Association the Midnight Riders Looking for soccer in New England? It's all right here at Soccer New England Magazine and SoccerNewEngland.com. New England's premier soccer magazine celebrating over 20 years of in-depth soccer coverage. Professional teams, college soccer, men's and women's amateur leagues, youth and high school teams. Soccer New England Magazine's got it covered. Looking for youth soccer camps? You'll find them here. Dedicated to bringing the excitement of soccer home to you with stories, scores, and insights in both print and on the web. Soccer New England Magazine and SoccerNewEngland.com. Covering the entire sport for the entire region for over 20 years. National Soccer Hall of Fame is every fan's dream. It's the history of the game in pictures and video, World Cups and jerseys. Visit us online at www.soccerhall.org and plan your trip to Oneonta. And now back to Revolution Recap with Sean Donahue on WNRI AM 1380. Welcome back to Revolution Recap. I'm Sean Donahue, joined in the studio by Joyce Furia. And now over the phone, we have Midnight Riders president, Monty Rodriguez. Monty, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Sean. How are you? How are you, Joyce? I'm good, Monty. Nice, uh, nice to talk to you. Thank, thanks a lot for joining us today. No problem. It, it seems like the Revs over these past couple weeks, um, maybe not playing at their best, but uh, some great crowds out there. Uh, even the Superliga final, uh, it seemed like a great atmosphere even when the crowd wasn't that big. And then against Chicago, they had a, a large crowd. And, of course, against D.C. even, 
uh, Wednesday night game, they managed to bring in a large crowd. I, and I know they gave away some tickets to that one to uh, charities. And then this Galaxy game with nearly 40,000 people. What does what, what the atmosphere and the, and the stand seem like to you, uh, sitting front and center uh, and, the, and the fort and the Revolution uh, supporters area? Um, I think it's been great. Uh, you know, the better the crowd. You know, it's, it's, for us, I think we all love seeing a good crowd. We want people to, to see the team that we've been seeing for years. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of people still remember what we used to be like, and it, it's fun for me to see people coming back and realizing that this team is a lot better, is a lot diff- more different. It's a lot more involved than it used to be. Um, so it, this is just a blast for me. And going going past these past couple of weeks here, uh, Rev's obviously in a lot of competitions in, in this Champions League. Uh, how excited are you as a fan of the team uh, for this Champions League competition, and do you think the Revs are going to be able to you know, get past this Joe Public FC team, which they were so heavily favored against, it seemed like, uh, by the media, to, to get past and still uh, ended up losing 2-1 to one, uh, down in Trinidad. It had that away goal. It was just absolutely huge. Um, I- I'm psyched. This is kind of, you know, this year has been has been neat uh, in regards to, I'm not a huge fan of the Superliga, but it's fun as a Revs fan to finally get to see um, teams from outside of the U.S., basically, because, you know, the, the two competitions we've been in, we didn't play our games at home, and I know Sean, you and I have talked about my frustration with that. Uh, but I think it's it, this is a fun tournament. Uh, I, I'm worried about Tuesday night. I think that the speed that they showed uh, down there, you know, I don't think just because they're playing up here, they're going to be slower. Um, so that that's kind of nerve-wracking. But I think top to bottom, the Revs are a better team. So I believe we can get past, and then. Yeah, I know a lot of us are looking forward to that Atlanta rematch again. So, and certainly the the flight for them, uh, as we talked about the flights for the Revs being a problem, uh, can't can't be too 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 exciting or prospect for them because they're a team playing in Trinidad that doesn't have too long of a travel either. Um, so that that might will will surely be an advantage for the Revs to be playing at home in this one. It will, um, but I, I mean I, I honestly don't know if they played this weekend. I don't know if their season's even on. Um, I'm assuming it is, but you know we just we're on a two game a week stretch right now, and if we make it past Joe Public, that stretch continues basically through September. Um, so it's it, they're into October if I remember correctly. So it's uh, now I think some of that home field advantage is taken away. But you know we could see how tired this team looks right now, and it's it's frustrating uh, as a fan to see. Uh, I don't think we're seeing the best team that we possibly can because of it. Yeah, and, and all the injuries. That- um, I, I think all the injuries certainly um, on Tuesday and, and on Saturday forced the Revs to feel somewhat of a defensive lineup. Um, I don't I don't know if they ha- necessarily have that luxury on Tuesday needing a goal, um, but at the same time a one nothing win gets them through. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see if they can if they can get some of their forwards healthy in time for someone to partner with Twelman or even if Ralston goes back up. Uh, but what are your thoughts overall on this season and this Revs team uh, with everyone healthy? It seems like they they really are the best team in the league. Uh, I- you know, I think it was proven over the stretch uh, up until we got to this point um, that this is a very good team that we've got here, and I think you know it's going to be it's going to be an interesting end to the season. I think they still got a chance for the Shield. I think they still got a chance for MLS Cup. Obviously, now the winning the East is really important. I don't I don't think the Revs really want to. I don't think they'd mind it, but I don't think they want to be playing at Chicago or at Columbus. Uh, both those crowds have been pretty good this year and we've had a tough time against Chicago anyway um, and if we are playing Chicago I, I think it'd be really important for us to be playing here so it'll be it'll be an interesting end to the season I'm, I'm psyched at how we've played 
Um, some of the young players have been uh, much further along than I thought they would be, uh, which has been great. Uh, I personally like Castro. Um, I know Badia had a little bit of a tough start yesterday, but I think he's going to be uh, another great addition to this team. So um, my worry is forwards right now. We can't. We, we've been having a problem scoring goals. We haven't scored more than two goals in a, in a against a non-USL team since April. You know, the third game of the year, we scored three in Kansas City, and we haven't done it since. Um, so uh, our offense is a little bit worrisome to me. And now Twelman's come back, and he's just he's scoring a goal a game pretty much. So it's been. Um, it's been a fun season so far, and I think the the best part's coming up. Yeah, it's certainly been exciting with all these competitions that the Revs have been in, and uh, winning the Superliga was great. Uh, so it's, it's it's been a great season um, for the Revs in general. It'd just be great to to see them continue that success and you know kind of break out of the little bit of a mini slump that they've been in recently um, with with the travel and the injuries certainly playing a huge role. Uh, but what what are your thoughts going forward with this team? Uh, do you think it's possible to you know, with the schedule in mind that the Revs could potentially have for them to uh, go for both the Shield and the Champions League? That, you know, I, I as a fan, I, I want them to do both, obviously. I think somewhere along the way they're going to have to make some decisions. I think, you know, I think the hope had been that we come back from Joe Public a little bit, it, it, hopefully up, and you could rest some of the players this weekend, or this uh, Tuesday night. I don't think that's obviously going to happen now. I think... The hope will be as they continue playing, you know, that they are going to have to try and decide on some games where you're going to have to rest some players, and you know, hopefully, you have a good result against Montreal here, and then maybe you can take it a little bit easier up there, or something to that effect, where you can't, they can't go out with the same eleven, obviously. And, and I mean, the biggest difference between this year and last year is, if I remember correctly, 80% of the time was played by 14 players last year. Um, we've got much more depth this year. Um, some of it's still young, but. We're getting a chance to see some young players, and so that's stretching out the time for some of our older players, which is helpful. Um, and yeah, the injuries, I, I guess there's another way of looking at the injuries, that they can eventually, when those guys come back, they're a little bit refreshed. They've not been playing for a while. Yeah, they're, they're not ready to play 90, but at least they're a little bit refreshed. They've got some time to rest up, heal up, and they're coming back a little bit less tired than the players that are currently playing. And we've got about five minutes left here, so I wanted to give you a, a chance to tell... Uh, maybe those that don't know a lot about the Midnight Riders, uh, what the organization is, what uh, what they offer to fans, and uh, also about the uh, golf tournament that I know you guys have coming up, uh, and maybe some of the away trips that you've had in the past. Uh, sure. Uh, the Riders, you know, we're the Independent Supporters Association of the Revs. Um, we work with them uh, very closely and, you know, trying to basically find ways to support this team, whether it's away game viewings uh, at bars or away, ga- uh, away game trips. Uh, we help organize those kinds of things. You know, we, we have a, a special lot that we tailgate in, uh, which is actually really beneficial to us. Um, we have some cool uh, things, especially for people that join up before the season. We, we wind up having a meet-the-coach session that's only open to our members, which is a great chance for people to come and ask TV questions, that you know, whether, whether or not we've picked up the players that we think we needed to or stuff like that that you don't get in other sports. Um, and, and thanks for about the golf tournament. Uh, we ran our first golf tournament last year. Sorry, my dog's bugging me. Um, we ran our first golf tournament last year uh, for a couple of charities that were close to the soccer part of, of the Revs, of, of us, uh, one for the Kerry Holmstrom Foundation, and the other one was actually the David Vinoli Foundation. Um, this year we're going to be running it September 28th uh, at Hillview Golf Course up in uh, North Reading, Massachusetts. Um, it's 
you know, the, the application is available on MidnightRiders.com. We're, we're desperately looking for golfers and, and more sponsors. Currently, we've got Lincoln Property Company as our major sponsor, so we're, we're very excited about that. Um, you know, it's, we're hoping last year the Revs came out and played. Uh, we had about, I think, 17 or 18 of them come out, which was, uh, you know, they, they're not obligated to do so. They came out to help us out, which was great. And I think, you know, we're hoping to, we had a $10,000 donation to those two charities, uh, 5000 each. We're, we're going for the Kerry Holmstrom Foundation again this year, um, as well as uh, we're, we're trying to uh, do America Scores, which I believe is now working with City Kicks as well. So, uh, you know, trying to help out local soccer-related uh, issues. Um, and I, I'm not sure if your your fans know about the uh, Kerry Holmstrom Foundation, but uh, she was a young, she is a young girl. Uh, got into a terrible car accident a couple of years ago. Lost both her legs, lost an arm. Um, she's a wonderful girl, and you know we're just trying to help her with her college education and whatever she needs. So, it's it's going to charities that are close to home with us, and we're trying to do everything we can to help out. I know you got great work there, goes appreciated, and uh, you know as you mentioned, MidnightRiders.com. You can find out more information on that and on um, and joining signing up for the golf tournament. Uh, also, a lot of new content added to MidnightRiders.com I've noticed recently. So. Certainly that's something that even if maybe the Midnight Riders isn't uh, the right organization for, for everyone, it's certainly worth checking out the website. It is. Uh, it's, uh, we've got a new web committee this year uh, headed by Fran Harrington, who's done a great job. They've, they've all done a great job on, on working on the website, uh, improving it. It really is a cool website to check out. You know, We've got the schedule. We've got stuff that when we've done road trips this year to Toronto or New York or uh, Chicago, I think a couple of people went to. We're, we've got a few of us going out to Denver. Uh, if we went to Dallas. So, you know, when we've traveled, we've kind of put up the information. We, you know, whenever we travel, we love to have other fans of the Revs, whether they've moved out there, they're out for a business or whatever, they've come out and joined us. So it's been a, it's been a fun experience. So it's a blast traveling, uh, going out and seeing away games. So we kind of emphasize things like that, uh, where our tailgate is. You know, it's, it's a cool information point for us. Well, thanks a lot for joining us today. Keep up the uh, great work with the organization. Uh, and ho- hopefully the... The Revs can keep up their great success and make it another great year for the fans and maybe go all the way this time and win the championship. Oh, we, we desperately want that. <laughs> well, again, that was uh, Monty Rodriguez, the president of the Midnight Riders. Uh, I'd like to thank him again uh, for joining us today. Uh, we, we do have just like a minute left here about, um, of course, looking at the Revs' upcoming schedule. They have Joe Public FC, again, a big, crucial game for the Revs, uh, and they need to win one nothing to advance, or any two-goal victory would also do the same uh, job to get the revs to advance. Right. It'll be interesting to see what kind of a turnout they get. It'll be interesting to see what kind of lineup Steve Nichol plays too. Well, that he, that's he true. Goes conservative, or whether he has the the options to not go conservative the way it's been going. And then on on uh, Saturday, uh, what uh, will also turn out to be a big game against the Columbus Crew, who are now two points ahead of the revs in the standings after this weekend's games. Right. I, I wonder if Steve will be tempted to rest some players on Tuesday because MLS is more important. Yeah, you'd. You would have hoped that the Rebs could have come away with a victory um, the week before, so right. they would, who would have had that luxury to maybe rest some guys, but that not that's certainly not the case. But maybe we'll see that it'll put out the starters for the first half and hope that they can you know, get a lead and use the subs more liberally than he necessarily usually does. Uh, again, I'd like to thank Joyce for joining us today. Uh, you can, of course, check out her photography at SoccerNewEngland.com and... Uh, as well as uh, my latest game reports there, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Thanks, Sean. And uh, we will be back next week right here on WNRI AM 1380 to tell you about what happened this week and have the uh, <laughs> post-game coverage from the Joe Public FC game as well as the Columbus Crew game. And hopefully we'll see the refs advance to the Champions League. 
And again, you can check out revolutionrecap.com for the archives. Uh, and also a photo gallery from last night's game against the Galaxy. And we'll be back next week. You are listening to WNRI AM 1380 from Socket, Rhode Island.